Artificial intelligence is not new. In fact, the term was coined in 1956. The Encyclopedia Britannica states, Artificial intelligence, or AI, is the ability of a digital computer or computer-controlled robot to perform tasks commonly associated with intelligent beings. Today we have massive amounts of digital data, ubiquitous access to almost limitless computing resources, and massive innovations happening daily in machine and deep learning. It's no wonder that AI has emerged as one of the most talked about and invested in technology and business trends over the last few years. AI has also become one of the most controversial topics in all of technology, causing fear in even the best and brightest among the human race. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race. It is a fear that the artificial intelligence of our movie-inspired imaginations will come true. Do you read me, Hal? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. The CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. To find out if these fears of AI are well-founded, and to learn what's really happening today in most enterprises around AI, we asked a few simple questions to five incredibly talented technologists and executives on this, a slightly different episode of the Big Data Beard podcast. What would you say is the current state of artificial intelligence in most enterprises? AI is at a place where businesses are starting to understand the value. That's Dr. Stephen Thomas. He runs the Masters of AI program at Queen's University. But not a lot of people really know how to do it and what it can do for their business. It's kind of in this buzz buzzword phase. So I think a lot of people are talking about it. Um, a lot of people are getting excited about it. Um, I think there's less deployment at scale, if we're honest about it. That's Dan Jevons. He runs data science and AI for Shell Corporation. I feel like I can talk for us within our enterprise. We've got a number of proof points where we've got really good evidence that there's significant business value to be gained mm -hmm. from it. But we've got a ways to go to say we're really going to have this fully scaled everywhere, all the time, running our, our enterprise backbone. I would say that we are... Uh, past the proof of concept mode. Uh, many of uh, my clients are actually adopting it to deliver real business value. That's Vikram Mahdar. He runs the AI practice at Genpact Consulting. Uh, however, uh, the applications are um, very specific to where the business value can be apparent right away as first degree of inference. I, I think AI is non-existent in the enterprise today. <laughs> that, my friends, is Splunk CEO Doug Merritt. But at some point it will be. I think machine learning yeah. has got some traction, but mm -hmm. it's really in pockets. And yeah. I look at 
it, it, while I, the engineering and IT organizations may have some degree of mo- movement in that in different orgs, mm-hmm. if you go into the average HR organization or finance organization, even marketing, who's been really overwhelmed with data for 10, 15 years with the web, yeah. the amount of true data science expertise that they have hired and computer science expertise yeah. and the ability to actually put anything to work for business benefit, I think we're, we're like not even in the first inning. We're, in, yeah. we're, we're talking about the baseball game before the first pitch. <laughs> has gone out. Really? Um, and, and I think there, there's two core reasons with that. One, algorithm creation is not easy. Right. And so what can you do to lower the bar and bring different representations and more digestible um, nuggets that would represent the latest thinking and statistics and algorithms to people that can understand the concept but may not know the underlying math or algo itself. Right. And two, data is just tricky. It's being used but actually what we're seeing more of in the enterprise is these sort of very specific neural nets and very specific machine learning models to essentially automate processes. That's David Farine. He runs the AI practice at Aero Electronics. Where actually if you plug in the ability to just do repetitive tasks with a simple little bit of AI, you can really streamline a process and you can you know, move your employees up the value chain to get them doing more valuable things rather than literally being a very expensive copy and paste or a very expensive sort of API, you can start to get them to, you know, you can start to move them into roles where they can do much more intelligent stuff. Well, it seems like we're early in this technology evolution, but what are some of those near-term impacts that you see for AI? In the shortest term, our ability to do uh, repetitive work uh, that we typically do using human judgment, uh, it will allow us to standardize all of that. Less monotonous tasks for humans, uh, human workers, so they can focus on the more creative problem-solving aspects of life and less data entry, uh, you know, uh, rinse and repeat type tasks. Chatbots and voice activated assistants are blatantly obvious, right? They're everywhere. I think the next generation, I see natural language processing in general and machine vision really starting to take off. So I think, I think that's going to come. I mean, you, you see now real world application of these technologies. I mean, you know, a year ago, I was just talking about them. So I think that's cool. And I think that's going to be the watch that this is really starting to happen. I think the, the one that I, I, I think will really be the sign that this is starting to get truly intelligent will be when reinforcement learning kicks into the mainstream. We shouldn't see this as our AI is going to take over. We should see this as AI is going to become a lot more relevant. What do you think are the biggest challenges facing organizations looking to implement artificial intelligence in their enterprise? I think it's culture. I think the, the biggest challenge is any technology revolution. Uh, you've got the early adopters. You've then got a, sort of... A, the mass who tend to re- resist and want to go back to the way that things were to some extent, not intentionally, but, mm-hmm. but just because that's human nature, I think. Yeah. And so I think the biggest challenge is getting people to get comfortable with the algorithm, giving them something they can rely on and not wanting to fully understand everything that the algorithm is doing. To really get the power of AI, I think you need a lot. You need an effective signal, mm-hmm. effective noise that mm-hmm. you can draw a signal from, which means massive amounts of data. We're in a real infancy. Of, of this sort of technology and I think we need we need we need we need better quality and better investments in building out much wider much more sort of capable data sets but you know that's not sexy and cool building algorithms is sexy and cool building you know platforms like the ones we were just looking at are sexy and cool 
The general consensus here is that we are still in the very early days of artificial intelligence, beyond a few very narrow use cases around automation. We all sense massive business value, but broad adoption and the autonomous enterprise are still pretty distant in the future. But what about the fear surrounding AI? Is this fear that so many are talking about well-founded? Yes and no. I think the fear that uh, a robot is going to take over the world and kill us all is unfounded at this point. Uh, it's at least so far in the distant future that we shouldn't be worrying about it now. Fear that data will be used um, in ways that consumers don't know or don't like, that can be founded. And, and that could be something that businesses can make some progress on. So personally, I don't. Um, I, I think really the next phase of AI is going to be human in the loop. Um, I think if you look at the first phase of, of what's happened in AI, in AI in general is you've had these uh, systems which have started to automate repetitive tasks. Mm -hmm. So effectively an algorithm doing some something repetitive, right. optical character recognition. Right? Right. Um, I think the next generation of AI is going to be human in the loop where the system starts to learn, but with uh, a human there helping to make the decision. So, And to be honest, that doesn't scare me because I think what that's all about is making work more efficient, giving people more meaningful jobs, helping them to do things that are a bit more interesting rather than data processing. I would say that it's... Uh... Uh, it's a good cautionary uh, note or an alarm that the society should think about, that the leaders of the community should think about, uh, both from technology leadership standpoint as well as from the public policy regulatory uh, leadership standpoint. It's it's all you know. It's all uh, needed to be worked through, uh, and we've not worked through those things. However. Um, what I would say is that don't put that in the bucket of I'm worried about it or you know I'm fearful about it. I would say that these are unanswered questions that we really need to answer. However, under that premise of fear, let's not discount the tremendous potential that this technology provides today. I think humans get nervous to change. Yeah. And, uh, and when you're nervous to change, then getting regressive or protective is a natural orientation. There's always truth in the, the concern around change. Mm -hmm. But what we've seen through every wave, even though the, the Industrial Revolution was highly disruptive, mm -hmm. here we are in 2018, and generally in most countries, you've got sub-6%, 7% unemployment rates, yeah. despite the fact that less than 6 7% of the population is involved in agriculture, yeah. whereas 150 years ago, it was 90 to 95%. So in the long wave, it's not usually that... that uh, uh, the fear was unfounded. Mm -hmm. But in the short run, it, it, it's a little bit more founded. But when I go back and think about the uh, all the excitement on AI around chess and Go, yeah. um, and <laughs> you know, the classic deep blue uh, defeating uh, who was the um, the top oh, Russian chess yeah, player, uh, Kaepernick, Kapersky, Kapersky. Yeah. defeating Kapersky in what, I think the late 90s. And they, they yeah. did the, the experiments in the early two, like 2005, 2010, where they had full AI-based uh, competitors versus yeah. man and computer com competition. Right. And the man and, and AI worked much better than computers on their own. And uh, so I, I think we're in a world where you will always, where we will benefit by, as humans, by the power that AI and computing can bring to us. And we will be necessary in the loop <laughs> to help get the right outcomes. The reality of... of 
the so-called singularity or the superintelligence mm. is its way off. It seems the fear of AI may have been a bit overstated. It's like the emergence of that sentient AI from the movies is so far in the distant future, it feels analogous to discovering an alien species. The flip side of that is, what's the first thing that a superintelligent AI would do? So if you were in a, if you were in a, if you were in a situation where you felt threatened yeah. and you'd immediately, and you'd become, you'd woken back up and you felt threatened, the first thing you'd do is you'd hide or you'd play dumb. So what's the first thing a superintelligence would do? It would hide and escape and evade us realizing it was a superintelligence. Despite that terrifying concept from our friend David Farin, I think fully autonomous AI is a distant future. And it's not one to be feared, but one more understood. The broad adoption of AI today that leads to this future will likely face more moral, ethical, and humanistic challenges than technical ones. I think our feelings about AI should be less about fear and more of awareness and preparation for a probable future. Don't be afraid. Be prepared. There's no better way to prepare for the coming reality of artificial intelligence everywhere than to attend the Artificial Intelligence Conference in New York City on April 15th through the 18th, brought to you by O'Reilly Media. Join the brightest minds in AI and get 20% discount off your conference pass just by using promo code PCBEARD at checkout or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for listening to the Big Data Beard Podcast. 